Hello there, my name is Corey Durbin, CEO of Shared Health Alliance, and I'd like to welcome you to Running Eyes, a podcast where we take a meaningful, deep dive into the relationships, strategies, and global mission of ASH to change healthcare and change lives. Well, it's great to be back with you. I'm, uh, as always, I'm very excited about our guest today. Uh, my my good friend David Sleepak. David is the executive vice president for business development of Acos. They are a wonderful vendor partner for Shared Health Alliance, and really looking forward to this conversation today. David, how are you, my friend? Fantastic, Corey. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for asking. Uh, it's thanks for taking the time today. Uh, you are up in the Pacific Northwest now nowadays are you not yeah i'm spending some time here in the in the pack northwest pretty exciting um and uh still enjoy my time uh in in the phoenix and scottsdale area where ecos is uh is headquartered but being able to uh to explore different parts of the country now is is uh pretty exciting well you you kind of made your way up here if i'm not mistaken in the winter months which is not super duper cold but definitely a little more gloomy so i i envy you that you still have a path to get back and forth to to arizona a little bit get some sunshine too well uh agreed although after spending about 20 years in uh in the phoenix market a little rain a little cold a little snow um is actually quite exciting well as i recall as a growing up in chicago you you at least became accustomed to some of the cold and the winds, so uh, maybe it feels a little like home at times, although it's probably a bit colder in Chicago than Seattle. <laughs> and definitely a little wetter here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, one of the things about the Pacific Northwest is the summers are, of course, incredible, and we do get a lot of gray days in the winter, but uh, not overly cold. But uh, anyway, it's, it is great to be with you. I, there's so many things to talk about today. Uh, of course, as the vendor consultant to Ash, one of the things that we love about what we do is we look, we find best in class uh, programs and approaches to really assist the members of the Alliance for Shared Health programs, and and ACO certainly fits that bill. Um, you, you've you've had quite a journey. I know uh, you really love to innovate in the healthcare world, and I, that's got to be it must be thrilling for you to be a part of and see what the growth is like at ACOs. Yeah, you know we're. Um, we're excited about the uh, a couple things, right? Um, this focus on continuity of care, the rapid adoption of technology to remove the uh, the barriers to, to accessing primary care, and you know, unfortunately, we've we've had to live through this pandemic over the last year or so, um, which has kind of sped a lot of these things up um, along the way. But certainly excited about the growth of the category and really the openness um, and the partnerships and the strategic alliances that we've built with uh, different different plans and 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 your community uh, being able to serve your members. Well, tell me a little bit about how you kind of evolved in the healthcare space and uh you know where you where you a little bit more about where you came from and how you got uh, how you partnered up with ACOS. Sure. Yeah. So kind of a funny story, um, how I got into the insurance space, really. It's about 10 years ago as a state farm agent, you know, selling property and casualty insurance and mortgages and auto loans <laughs> and all life insurance and stuff like that. And I was in a study group with a gentleman uh, out of Minnesota. And he said, David, you're doing this thing all wrong. And I said, well, what do you mean, man? And he said, well, no one needs really better auto and car insurance, but here's what the market (laughs) needs. 
they need someone to help with healthcare and health insurance. And I said, well, that's an interesting concept. I know nothing about this. And he said, you need to start prospecting leads through through a healthcare solution. So interestingly enough, at the time, State Farm had a relationship with a with a carrier that sold some some major medical insurance, and I educated myself and started selling health insurance on the exchange and uh, Medicare Advantage plans and supplements and this and that. Um, but I really had a passion to help employer groups. Right as an entrepreneur growing up, very entrepreneurial family, I really enjoyed the opportunity to work with business owners uh, and solve their problems, and that's really my first, you know, uh, entry into the healthcare world. Um, and my career has taken me through uh, discount pharmacy programs and level funded and self-funded types of insurance products. And what I learned along the way is the structure and the benefits and the foundation really dictate how people use their healthcare solution. The other thing I learned along the way is this concept of medical cost sharing and really getting back to the basics of people helping people. Um, and again, that has driven my career to seek out those that are very mindful uh, in innovating um, and changing the marketplace and thinking about the separation of healthcare and whatever the funding mechanism is of those catastrophic type solutions, right? And I always use the joke, right? You don't expect State Farm to pay for your oil change and your tire rotations, but you do expect them to pay for when you get hit by a suburban at 50 miles an hour, right? <laughs> and I right. think as we change our perception in the marketplace and look to those that are really innovating and moving the needle, you know what they've successfully done? They've separated healthcare from the funding mechanism. And those come in all sorts of you know different shapes and sizes, depending on you know what the market is, but being able to access those different funding mechanisms uh, is is fantastic. Uh, and that's really what's driven me to, to where I'm at today with ACOS, which again is that foundational layer, that healthcare layer uh, that that's where it needs to start, right? And then you build things around it to help facilitate the care and the the payment methodology on on how to take care of those uh, more catastrophic type solutions. Yeah, you 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 brought up the whole idea of innovation and entrepreneurial minded, and I really do think. Um, I mean, there are lots of schools of thought, of course. Uh, as a as a entrepreneur myself, and somebody who really thinks entre being entrepreneurial is how do I help somebody solve their problem? And if we solve their problem, then eventually it could lead to, to profit as well. But the first thing is solve the people's problems. And there's there's kind of a tug between privatization and, you know, creating more single payer government controlled healthcare. And I certainly believe that the private market uh, is stepping up and creating solutions that don't put as much economic pressure on the system and create ways for a member to access what they need or a buyer or a patient to access what they need without having to spend uh, thousands and thousands of dollars a month on premium. So can we just talk through uh, for our members a little bit more about what, what we call share connected care think you're probably more used to using the word virtual primary care, but for our members would be share connected care and just how, what virtual primary care is and why it is a fairly robust solution. Corey, it's, it's refreshing, right? To work with, um, 
entrepreneurial and, and civic minded folks like like you and, and your organization. And when you approached, uh, you know, the marketplace with the SHARE program and all the components that you've put into play, um, truly revolutionary, right, in uh, in how you've approached it. So with, with the Connected Care program uh, and fundamentally the concept of direct primary care that's embedded within the SHARE program, every member benefits from a dedicated relationship with a primary care physician. And this is something that we've lost as a society and as healthcare professionals, you know, we've, we've lost that relationship. We're, we're going to the urgent care, right? Or, or the emergency room or the minute clinic uh, and not really having the guidance and continuity of a primary care physician really managing your healthcare. You know, the other thing that's interesting is, you know, people spend a ton of time researching, you know, a television or a car or different sorts of things. And being able to kind of navigate the healthcare system as a buyer of healthcare services oftentimes can be very challenging. So as part of the connected care program through through uh, your plans and memberships, members benefit from care navigation, which is really important. Um, in navigating the healthcare system and and finding you know the right care at the right timing. Timing is very important when you're buying healthcare services um, at the most appropriate location, right? Uh, we've often been kind of forced into or led to believe that, you know, the emergency room or the urgent care or, you know, ex, et cetera, is, is the best place to get an x-ray, right? Well, oftentimes it is, depending on the timing. Oftentimes the best place to get an x-ray is a, you know, an outpatient uh, imaging center across the street that's, you know, a tenth of the price. Um, so those mm -hmm. are the things that we really focus on um, in, in helping members get the right care at the right time, at the most appropriate location, and quite frankly, at the fair price. Yeah, and I think it's really, for me, the point that hits home is the ability to develop a relationship with a primary care doctor through the virtual avenues that are out there. And when telemedicine started to really hit the streets, uh, I think it, and it still does serve a purpose. However, you, you just, it, you, you just sort of triaged right to uh, whoever RN, whoever's available to maybe get you through that non-emergent situation. And I think the value for a member is to understand they really can build a relationship with that same provider over and over. And uh, that's that's powerful, especially in, in a day and age where a lot of people are afraid to go to a, a medical facility because of COVID. You know, it you, you hit it right on the head. And, and that relationship is key. And, and oftentimes, you know, when we're talking to, to members, um, about the program and really the benefits, I kind of make an analogy. You know, we're uh, we're going to go to the airport right now, and in you know the episodic mindset, um, we're going to take an Uber or a taxi cab, right? Um, and that taxi cab is, you know, that driver. We're never going to see that driver again. It's a one and done, right? And it's kind of like. If you call up a, a telemedicine solution or you go to the urgent care minute clinic or something like that uh, and you get your sinus infection and you get your antibiotic and it's a one and done, you're never going to see that provider again. Where members benefit on this program with the connected care platform is 
We're going to the airport again, Corey, but this time we're getting in your own car with your own concierge driver. And guess mm-hmm. what? That, that, that driver knows everything about you, right? Knows when you're coming back, knows when your next trip is, knows how you like to go to the airport, knows what kind of drink you like to have on the way there. And that continuity translates into the care that happens between episodes, right? So when you have a relationship with a primary care physician, while you might have a sinus infection or a UTI or your kids running a fever at three in the morning, they're also asking about well, gosh, why is your A1C on the rise? Huh, have we checked your blood pressure? Um, huh, have you gotten in for you know your annual physical? Those types of things. So these are all pieces of the puzzle that come with developing that relationship and ultimately improving healthcare outcomes and making sure we catch things early and ahead of time to prevent those chronic conditions as opposed to just having to manage them. What is it like for um, the doctor? Can you tell the, tell the listeners a little bit about the credentialing process for a doctor that is working through the ACOS model or that's partnering with ACOS? Sure. So, you know, while we are a virtual platform, um, we want to facilitate providers that are not only, you know, best in class, but really understand the nature of having that relationship with a patient and a member. Um, we work with providers all around the country, um, and many of them uh, are licensed in multiple states. And some of them um, are multidisciplinary. So by and large, they're family practitioners or internists, although they might have some emergency room experience or other specialty experience. The other thing that we focus very heavily on is we'll call it the equivalent of bedside manner. Um, we call it telemedicine or virtual etiquette. And our chief medical officer has developed an entire protocol called ACOS University, delivers the mindset and training and updates so our providers are operating at the top of their license as well as following some of the etiquette that we found works extremely well in the virtual environment. You know, while the phone is a great way to connect, we also believe in the power of video. So we have a proprietary platform that's secure, that's designed specifically for medical use. And we encourage members to use that video platform because the provider then is trained and seems, you know, different cues and body language and replicating that in office experience, you know, by your phone, tablet, computer, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think that really is uh, a critical part of the experience. And, um, you know, with some of the ASH uh, sharing programs, they had they were designed a little bit to from a cost basis that they have some limited sharing offerings where they're not catastrophic in nature necessarily and so the face-to-face visits end up getting limited to just a a a few a year and that those are the number that are shared well are these programs include access to ACOS as a vendor program to provide that solution and I, I love the episode of care model where that member can pay that one fee. And in some of the programs we offer, there's there's no fee, it's included, you know, but in some of them, there is a fee to access it. But, but that episode of care model. So will you just talk a little about how that episode of care is defined, you know, to take somebody through that potent, you know, that, that particular issue? 
Sure. Well, oftentimes, you know, when someone uh, is is seeking medical care, it can be handled in well, like what we like to call a one and done, right? So one phone call, make the you know the 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 uh, diagnosis, create a care plan, and then prescribe as appropriate, right? And that's that's kind of a one and done uh, situation. However, there are often times where follow up and multiple encounters are needed to successfully resolve the challenge that that member might be facing uh, from a healthcare perspective. So the episode of Care Model is actually um, kind of a one price bundled solution that includes multiple follow-ups to help resolve the issue. And this could be from a multitude of different ailments, um, but the concept is to have the same continuity throughout that episode with the provider. Oftentimes, it would involve, you know, ordering lab work or ordering imaging, things that require a referral and ordering of additional services, and then follow up with the provider to discuss and review those results, and then ultimately create additional pieces around the care plan uh, that makes sense. So this solution is great for members of your program that do have this benefit and ultimately are able to get that continuity of care throughout the entire episode of, of whatever the challenge is that they're having. It really is a game changer. And, and it's, I think it's taken some time and, and it, it's, I think there is more and more awareness of the access that's available in conjunction with the sharing programs. And it's if members could understand that these programs will get them the access they need and it's it's a great place to start with their care and it might be all that they need. And it also really reduces the stress on the needs funds that uh, can then still be there when more catastrophic type events occur, high cost surgeries, hospitalizations. And so these kind of programs like ACOS and the the Share Connected Care, the lab programs, the SHARKS program for the high cost meds that don't create a need request and the member can still walk away knowing I got the care that I need and it, I wouldn't have gotten it without that program. You know, Corey, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I've, I, uh, I have yet to meet anybody that likes to be inconvenienced and spend a lot of money. I don't care who I've talked to <laughs> I, in, in, in my 43 years, I have never, never uh, talked to someone that says, yeah, I love being inconvenienced. And I love to spend money. And, you know, I've built my personal life around convenience, right? I hate being inconvenienced. And frankly, I don't want to spend more money than I have to or need to, to, to get the job done. So, you know, the concept and the strategy and the benefit that you can get the care that you need from your couch, right? And in most cases, at zero cost is a game changer, right? Who wants to go sit at a doctor's office for an hour to spend five minutes with a provider that's going to basically take one look at you and say, "Eh, you have the flu, see you later, right? I mean, what an epic waste of time. Who wants to go spend time in an urgent care, a minute clinic, or God forbid, a hospital right now because they have a stomach ache? If you didn't walk in, with COVID, you're probably walking out with it, right? So (laughs) these are the things that we think about and that I think about personally. And like, I want to share those experiences with your members that it's a mindset and it's something that is so 
easy and simple. It's almost Amazon-like, right? I mean, Amazon has changed the way we've shopped. It's it's amazing. I'll lay in bed at night and order all sorts of stuff from my iPhone. It's like, holy cow, this is crazy. We've taken the same approach to healthcare. Let's make it simple, easy, convenient, and ultimately low cost. And I think you know your members can benefit from this every day. Have have you as a company seen a big uptick in participation throughout the COVID, throughout the pandemic here? Oh, absolutely. Um, in multiple fashions, right? The, um, the rapid adoption of virtual medicine. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, there's lots of people involved, if you will, in the delivery of healthcare, right? There's the provider, there's the patient, and oftentimes there's the, you know, what we like to call the payer that's involved. And it's interesting because, you know, all three of those stakeholders have recognized and realized the uh, value in virtual medicine. And obviously, as an innovator, you and your organization uh, and your membership clearly understand the uh, the value of that and have built your programs around this digital front door where they members can leverage this as a first stop right on their healthcare journey. And, and I think that's class leading, right? Uh, that's a game changer. And that's something that your members benefit from every day. Uh, yeah. Health, and health share, health share programs in general, I think, take people back to what sort of the original intention of health insurance was, was let's make it affordable. Let's make the monthly contribution something that um, more people can be a part of, which was, you know, back when insurance companies could have pre-existing condition riders and exclusions, then you had an incentive to always have insurance because you can't buy insurance when the building's on fire. And the health share world, you know, has that luxury of saying to a member, we want you, we want you to be a part of this if you can attest to the statement of, of beliefs and you can fit the, the model or, or attest to the statements, a statement of standards of that organization. And, and understanding that you need to be involved in it before you get sick. And these other access points um, like virtual primary care just make uh, the health share model that much better of a fit for somebody who understands the need to, to get in early. And you, so you work with a lot of um, agents and people that are more into the innovation side of things. And I think that's really um, the the leaders in the healthcare industry are those that are right now are saying, I, I know we need to find different ways for people to access the care they need because what we're doing isn't working. Do you have a feel for uh, what percentages of producers out there are, are really privy to, to the kind of changes that are going on in the marketplace? And what kind of feedback do you get from producers as to some of these innovations and the best in class stuff and the reception that they're getting in the marketplace, if that makes any sense? Sure. Corey, that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, from a percentage of, of who's engaged and, and who's not, I, I wouldn't necessarily know uh, from a percentage. I will tell you that, you know, 99.8% of the folks that I work with are well-versed and really focused on bringing, you know, innovative and new solutions to their clients every day. And those are just the folks that I typically are attracted to and are frankly attracted to what I bring to the table um, with regards to, you know, the products and services that, that, that we deliver. I think the market 
has driven people uh, to think about healthcare differently. And, you know, that, that has forced people to potentially make moves. And, and frankly, from a distribution perspective, the, the agents and the consultants and whatnot either need to A, do what they're doing and watch customers go away, <laughs> or B, right. get with the program and deliver a value proposition that makes sense. And as we look at you know the, the membership-based cost-sharing solution, it just makes a lot of sense, right? And advisors continue to embrace these types of solutions at a rate that I've never seen before because they make sense, because there's people out there like you that have built products and a community, right, that people can belong to, which is very unique in the marketplace. And I think that, you know, for consultants to continue to bring value and be useful to whatever client they might serve, whether it be an individual or family, your next door neighbor, your employer down the street, you know, the business owner in your uh, in your church group, whatever that might be, right? For those folks in the marketplace that are serving those people, they need to, in fact, they should be demanded to bring all of the solutions to the table and you know that are best in class that's that is the bottom line i think that's exactly right you know as a as an agent or when i was working as for a company in the health in the health insurance world it was i think there were a fairly small percentage of producers that were really open to innovative ideas. I, I think that's growing now. And some of it came down to just fear, fear of the unknown. And I, I don't want to lose kind of this mentality of I don't want to lose what I have on the book. So let me just kind of sit on the sit on the egg, if you will. And eventually, um, you know, employers and employees and individual Americans who aren't employed through or insured through a, a group program, wake up and go, there's no way I can afford these high cost premiums and and you know you you give me some credit for what we do and really it isn't it, it isn't me at all i mean we're, we're surrounded with great partnerships with companies like yours and if there weren't all these people out there that were um coming up with solutions to uh kind of escape this desert that everybody's in in the health insurance world we wouldn't be anywhere so i appreciate what you're saying and we're making progress because there are others like like acos and in particular acos with these models that create a spot that people can go to to say ah there is a way for me to, to access the, the care that i need so well tell us a little bit about some of the things you do i i know um healthcare is a passion for you so uh, where does that where where does that grab your attention from a time perspective and what are some of the other things that, that you like to do david you know i love to uh i love to educate people and and kind of show them um you know different thought processes around you know access to care um and fundamentally how to create a sustainable business model and i think that's 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 really important right everyone has kind of where they tap out and for many Americans today, for many businesses today, whatever they're doing today is just not sustainable. Like the increases year over year, 
just doesn't make make any sense. So being able to deliver a sustainable solution is is really important and, and part of my personal mission, right? So I spend a lot of my time, you know, doing research, making connections. I do a lot of public speaking, participating on super cool podcasts like this, um, and really trying to get the word out there, not only to you know the end user, but also the folks that are bringing solutions to them. So I spend a lot of my time doing that, and, and I you know personally want to leave a legacy, somebody that has made an impact in scaling the known fixes to the healthcare world. Here's the thing. We already know how to fix this, right? This isn't you know, rocket science by any stretch of the imagination. It's just scaling those, right? Getting people to uh, have a little bit different mindset um, around, around the healthcare world. So I spent a lot of time doing that and, uh, and facilitating, you know, bringing those solutions to the marketplace and really collaborating with, with industry and thought leaders. I think that's really important. The, the more folks that can band together to bring a solution or solutions to the marketplace, you know, high tide raises all ships. Uh, and, I, and I truly believe in that. Uh, well, one of the things, of course, we enjoy about working with you and your company is you really do have a heart to help the people. And at the end of the day, if what we're doing doesn't move the needle so that people can get the care that they need, and then they can be a part of an organization that we like to say is is bigger than just serving themselves then what are we really doing here i mean we can just all sort of muddle through life and uh, look at ourselves and say and, and get self-focused on what i need and at the end of the day if we can find a way to help everybody get the things that they need then uh, you know I, we will all be better off for that so thank you for being a part of that mission with us uh i, I i'm I'm very optimistic that today's conversation will help um, many of our members really understand what they have access to uh, through the ACOS model and, and what we call share connected care. It's fantastic. So thanks for taking the time to be with me today, David. It was a blast. Uh, you guys are a, an absolute blessing to the members and uh, just just keep up the fight, will you? Appreciate it, Corey. Yeah. And um, we appreciate the uh, the members that we serve and, and being really part of a community is something that's so refreshing and so meaningful as uh, as you do your uh, your work in, in the marketplace today. Awesome. Well, thanks for that, David. Let's do this again soon, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Have a great one. Share Connected Care is such a really critical part of the programs for ASH members. Uh, it's I think it's taking some time to really get members to understand exactly what they have access to there um, in, in that virtual space. And David's such a proponent of uh, helping there to be real and lasting change in the healthcare world. And that explanation of, of how to access the program and how to get how, how a member can get what they need without having to load up four kids and go to the doctor or you know pay a copay or um, submit medical bills or medical need requests is significant for sure so I, i'm very optimistic that as members hear that they'll go oh yeah i need to check into that i need to try it out i really believe as members uh experience what's available through the virtual primary care model they'll say ah that's that's the place i need to start my care uh, number one because it's convenient Number two, because it's less expensive. Number three, does it doesn't blow through the number of visits a member has. And number four, because it really helps um, maintain and uh, the and and reduce the pressure on the needs funds of Ash and that 
uh, creates for a, uh, helps for a more sustainable model where members can benefit when they do have catastrophic needs that come in. So great to spend time with David. Uh, hopefully that was a uh, hearing that conversation and, and learning more about that was of benefit to so many of, of our members and our listeners. And uh, on the overview for this particular podcast, you can click on a link and that will take you to uh, a short video that helps explain more about how the virtual primary care model works that we call Share Connected Care. So thanks for being with me today. I sure appreciate it. And we'll look forward to being with you next time again on Running Eyes.